0: Everyone, this is Alex Malou for the IBC Aminic podcast. These are the Aminicom specials, and I'm joined today by a very special speaker in his own right, um, Klaus Valskov. You are the partner at Frankly, and before that, you also had a number of different but uh, very interesting roles. Tell me a little bit about your experience and your background.
1: Thanks very much. Alex, uh, delighted to uh,
0: to be here and delighted
1: to, uh, to speak at the conference um, uh, a few months out from now. Um, yes, so uh, within the comms space, um, uh, close to a couple of decades now, it's a scary, scary thing to say. Um, and I think uh, probably some of the more interesting roles uh, that I've had is um, that I've been the comms director for uh, Maersk, the container shipping company for a period of uh, five years from 2008 to 2013, so through the financial crisis, um, followed on by a a three year stint um, as a brand director for the energy division of uh, General Electric. Um, And in 2004, uh, I was also so fortunate to get published um, with a textbook Uh, around internal communications um, with the Chartered Institute of uh, Public Relations uh, here in London. So, and yeah, it's true then, here's for the past year. uh, I am the partner in the creative uh, digital agency, uh, Frankly, uh, which has uh, offices in uh, London, Copenhagen, and uh, Vilnius in Lithuania.
0: Now, you're going to be a keynote, and you're going to be talking about your experiences in terms of creating or recreating the brand, which developed out of the, the merger between Shell and Gas, um, and Baker Hughes. Now, what are you going to talk about, and, and why is it going to draw in the audience?
1: So, um, I think the story itself, just from the outset, it's it's a, it's a pretty big uh, attraction uh, in itself. So, in uh, towards the end of 2016, uh, General Electric decided to um sort of divest uh, uh, its oil and gas business uh from the the mother business of from the mother stock um and uh sort of created a joint venture uh, a merger uh with uh, another leading player in the oil and oil and gas services space uh, Baker Hughes. Uh, to basically create um, a major challenger to uh, slumbership uh, in the oil and gas services space. So, um, and it's uh, interesting for um, a number of reasons. Uh, Well, obviously, this was the beginning of a lot of the changes that has uh, and is still taking place at General Electric, um, a company I think that we all know is is quite challenged um, at the moment, unfortunately. But at that time, um obviously very very interesting it was not like uh, g e was moving completely out they were still gonna maintain a majority stake of uh, the new company um uh but but separated out and with its own stock uh, on uh newer stock exchange um and its own legal identity so i think the uh, merger was uh, was interesting uh, for a number of reasons so um it was a first for GE um, in terms of it's always been a master brand, uh, and now uh, the idea was to actually create a, um, a new identity and a new brand that would be associated uh, with with GE, but still had its own distinct um, identity um, that is sort of was sort of slightly detached uh, from uh, from the GE brand. And at the same time, we had coming from the other side big issues, uh, uh, a brand that had you know was deeply rooted in the oil and gas services business, really a specialist, uh, particularly in the upstream um, space. And the whole challenge was about having these two amazing brands uh, come together. Um, And uh, the challenge for us was to, uh, well, all the way to create a new name. Uh, How do you merge uh, such two fantastic histories and, and, you know, legacies under one roof? Um, How do you create a a new identity that's basically honoring all that? And then at the same time is forward-looking. So it can really uh, both, you say rest and stand on the shoulders uh of um of these two fantastic uh brands but at the same time also be something new so that was basically the challenge that i was um uh, uh, that i helped lead uh for for that period throughout two thousand seventeen and it was uh, probably in the world one of the largest mergers um that that took place um uh throughout two thousand and seventeen and the new brand got launched then in July a New York Stock Exchange um, in 2017, so it's a bit more than a year ago now. Um, and yeah, the whole um, uh, and what I'm going to be talking about is how we went about it. Um, so where do you start in such a process? How do you honor the the, the legacies? How do you uh, define Uh, what this new uh, brand should be all about, how do we make this brand distinct in the market, Uh, defining the story, getting the story straight, Uh, and then from there uh, develop um, a new core identity and market positioning. Um, And then uh, I'm also going to show some examples of uh, how we then uh, got that whole new story and positioning articulated uh both externally uh, and internally where we did the you know a pretty big um launch um externally created um you know a new image film from the new company and uh, we had that distributed uh, throughout um the trade media and the oil and gas business uh and then also how do we how did we also bring uh you know two times thirty five thousand employees on board uh, in the first place how did we celebrate and how to we try to involve um, everybody uh, as, as as part of this journey so it will it will be a talk um, about um, this this major challenge and sort of outlining um, outlining that challenge um, and how we then went about it from a strategic point of view um, and then i will show some examples of you know okay how did we then bring Bring all of this to life, uh, internally and a, uh, externally, and I will, you know, show some of those assets.
0: Now, there's a lot to talk about in in terms of a uh, presentation, at least for half an hour or so. Um, but what I also want to talk about or talk with you about now is the issue of change and transformation. We're seeing this a lot in the Gulf, especially in the oil and gas industry, with some of the major players over here. they they're going through a Um, redesigned. They're also looking at IPOs, so going public. So, you know, what piece of advice would you give to communication Mm -hmm. leaders in this industry in particular?
1: So, yeah, it's it's, uh, change and transformation of this sort uh, can always feel uh, slightly uncomfortable uh but I think some of the um some some of the hallmarks and what what always seem to uh be top of mind and 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 there's still a lot of truth to it is that that um some of the most important things in 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 big transformations and in 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 big organizations is is well first of all to to get to get your story straight what is it that we really want to change what is this all about and try to make that uh, you know optimistic and and, and forward-looking. I, I really and I'm not talking about uh, creating a, a strategy story. It's more a story about the company and why and make it compelling. And then I think the the key is then to create. Uh, well, line managers is is always uh, the one of the keys to unlock change throughout the layers of a of a big organization, but more so in the space where we live now with all the digital tools that is available to us and that we are all used to both in our private and and, and professional life, um, there is a lot of things you can actually do to involve people. Um, and I think that is, that is really key is to uh, try to help people understand but also give them uh, opportunities to then engage uh, with the change and the transformation. And there's a lot available that you know there's off the shelf tools but there's certainly also creative cam- creative campaigns you can create um where people feel more compelled to participate um so which can sort of help you nudge the uh, transformation uh, come along because i think at the end of the day um and for the people listening to this podcast i know i will be preaching to the choir here but it's you know if we don't get if you don't get your workforce um, with you on, on, on the journey, um, you know, and th- there are various facts out there, but we all know it's, it's between seven or eight of ten of all changes and transformations that actually fail. And it's all, always, if not always, either <laughs> due to IT issues or more, more so it's down to uh, that you, you're not spending enough time and resources on building a new culture involving people um, to help build this new company. So it is critical uh, that uh, you uh, make sure that you build um, tools that your line managers can tap into. I would always say get your story straight and then make sure that you have um, bottom-up grasp, get the communities going um, and utilize the, the, the age that, we, that we're living in and, the, and the technology that's available to us.
0: Well, I'm very much looking forward to your keynote. There's a lot more that we can discuss and talk about, but this is only a short taster of what is to come. So join us uh, in Bahrain on the 11th and 12th to hear more about the transformation which you led, Klaus. And I want to say thank you for your time today. And thank you um, for listening to the IBC Amina podcast.